Hello, my name's Evie and I'm here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love with some amazing people I've met through Instagram. Most Fridays, unless I'm going out for a drink, join me for a good old chat on everything surrounding sex and your body with some of the best in the sex positive community. Welcome to Clitry the Best, the conversation with Ella Fuller Love, aka Vava Womb, discussing MRKH. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Hi Evie, I'm really good, how are you? Good, good, yeah, I'm good, thank you. First of all, I've said this already, I'm going to say it again, but your surname, amazing. Full of love. Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's true sometimes. Yeah, I was saying to my partner, it would be really awkward if you were really mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that would be really, really awkward. I'm, mm. I, hopefully I'm quite a nice person, I think. Yeah, I get that vibe. <laughs> uh, yeah, so first of all, if you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm Ella May or Ella, um, and I guess I'm. I guess I could call myself a bit of an advocate for um, mm-hmm. he- p- pleasure and health and sex. Um, I was well. I can talk a bit about MRKH now if you want. Yeah, go on. Yeah, go right in. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I was think. Do I go straight into the MRKH disclosure <laughs> or talk about other stuff? I'm like, who am I? Um, yeah, so I am the founder of Vava Womb, as Evie said earlier, which I can talk a little mm-hmm. bit about in a minute. Um, and I was diagnosed with MRKH uh, when I was mm-hmm. 16, which is about 12 years ago now. Um, and it's basically mm. just a condition that means I have ovaries, but I never started my period. So at 16, um, I realised I was born without a womb. Uh, mm. And yeah, so that's that's kind of a little bit about me. I can probably mm. talk a bit more about it uh, in a minute. But I yeah. started a bit of an online community fairly recently um and that's where I met Evie mm-hmm. it's literally the best <laughs> yeah I slid into your dms I was like can I be on your blog <laughs> when I first started out and yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah not many people have found have really heard about MRKH um but yeah if you just want to go into a bit more about that and what it is yeah so um I yeah there, there was a little bit of a lag sorry mm. I think that was my no internet. that's me I think I've got really bad internet I've moved (laughs) (laughs) internet's a nightmare at the moment Mm. um yeah so MRKH stands for uh Mayer Rokotansky Kluster sorry Rokotansky Kluster Hauser syndrome it's a right mouthful Mm. um and it it affects one in five thousand female babies doesn't necessarily mean that everyone in the future Mm -hmm. identifies as a female but it affects female people born as female babies um so I've basically and people with MRKH basically got female chromosomes um and so all of our hormones Mm -hmm. are producing as as they normally would I don't really like to use the word normal so I try and say like as you would expect someone that has female chromosomes to to be like their body to be working um and Mm -hmm. yeah so when I was 16 I had like breast development a vulva pubes everything like like I said that you would typically expect of a female or a girl Mm -hmm. um and so when I didn't start my period well first of all I pretended to friends I had started my period (laughs) so um it was yeah it's just it was just wanting to fit in and wanting to feel part of like the 
everyone that's everyone that starts a period it's got it's like a it's stigmatized but it's still quite exciting it almost is like the, the medal to womanhood it enters you into that mm. you've become a woman well that's what people say and when you're younger yeah you, you always younger. want that mm. yeah yeah you want that to give you like the this has happened for me and it's really exciting but it, it mm. didn't happen for me um and then I went to uh, a GP and just had lots of different exams and pro- like prodding and there was another sign of MRKH which I'll explain in a minute but I had difficulty mm. with sex so I was ha- having well attempts at sexual relationships when I was not just penetrative sex but foreplay yeah. and everything like that when I was 15 16 so fairly young I wanted to just mm. try and experiment ASAP <laughs> Same. Um, yeah I think it was because one I didn't really understand why I hadn't didn't have a period and then I thought yeah well let's just see if this works and then for me it didn't quite work so like mm. I did have penetrative sex once and the person that I had that with didn't actually notice which was strange but for me I could oh. feel like it wasn't really going in and there was quite a lot of blood but not period blood other blood Mm. (laughs) I was just like what's going on I think it's Um, hard as well when you're younger because you don't fully know what's right or wrong I think even though you do have sex ed it's very um vague still (laughs) yeah no yeah exactly and that exactly that's the other thing sex education didn't teach us anything about what your body might not Mm. be it's all taught this is what your body's expected to be you're as if you're a female you will start your period you're going to have sex and if you have sex without a condom you'll get pregnant Mm. and that's almost everything I thought that would happen because I didn't know that there would be another way that a body could be um Anyway, I need to I need to describe MRKH. I've got I'm just like stuck at the beginning, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's no rush, there's no rush. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I had uh, different yeah scans and an ultrasound. And I, I remember being in the doctors and I was in like a room full of pregnant women. So I, I remember sitting there thinking, I hope they think I'm pregnant because that'd be really cool. So when you're 16, mm. 17, I had this weird thing in my head that <laughs> it would be it would be better if they thought I was sitting there pregnant than it than than not I don't know it was a, it was a weird feeling because mm. they, they sort of stick you next to all these people going for ultrasounds for different reasons and I was yeah. going there because I was sort of the complete opposite um so that was all a bit awkward I was with my dad as well that was all a bit awkward did you really... find it took you a while to get diagnosed um did you get misdiagnosed sorry. to the other stuff? Yeah, oh. I'm so sorry. There's this, there's this alarm going off behind me. I'll be too Oh, sorry. don't worry, don't worry. I can cut it out. <laughs> so sorry. It's quite a nice <laughs> alarm. I think it's new. I've got no idea what it is, and Chris has just left it here, and it started making a noise. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It's all good. Um, yeah, so I, well, mm. I was having, yeah, I was at the hospital and, and went to Queen Charlotte. So my GP basically referred me because they weren't really sure what yeah. was going on. They sort of did physical examination. So they were prodding around um, around my vulva, mm. in my vagina. And that, and I think when you're 15, 16, it just almost makes you immediately feel like a bit of a freak. Like you're, Yeah, that's quite a big thing at that age. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just being like, it's just quite traumatic. Someone just touching. I, I, mm. I've almost blocked a lot of this out of my memory because I remember... Yeah. Now I can't even remember whether it was like a male doctor or a female. I genuinely feel mm. like I've like it's just a bit of a haze back then. So it was just it's quite a good thing that your brain does that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, sometimes it's sort of just like I'm going to help you out and keep keep this out mm. of there. Um, mm. But I have found the more I've written about MRKH, the more it comes back because I've it, yeah. almost those memories like flood back in when you're writing all those the triggers. Less, less, mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, so anyway, so after the, yeah, the Queen Charlotte's were the ones that diagnosed me and they basically said you've got MRKH, so Mayor Rokotensky Pusterhauser, and it affects one in 5,000. And so I have ovaries, like I said earlier, but I don't have a uterus. And she said that mm. I've got like two tiny, tiny bits of a uterus, but they're completely non-functional. They're just like hanging around in there. Um, okay. And then I've got, and then it doesn't connect to a cervix. So I've got no cervix and then an underdeveloped vagina. Um, okay. And that varies in every person with MRKH. So all of us are different. Everyone's got a different diagnosis just like mm. all of our vulvas and vaginas and insides are all different mrkh is different in every person yeah, so some might have unique. like a longer vagina some might have a short vagina and it yeah it's and it's and mm. some some have got bigger bits of uterus than others so it's it's really really different in each of us um so yeah but it yeah. essentially means i can't carry a child but i have got ovaries so technically if they're working away in there I could um opt for surrogacy or with the help mm -hmm. of surrogate yeah there's still options isn't there yeah I think I was going to say it probably leads quite nicely into what challenges have you um had to overcome with MRKH um obviously you've kind of covered quite a bit of that now already but um yeah have there been any other challenges you know what it is with MRKH I've got like a MRKH not like a script, but because I, because I, I like talk about my story so much, you end up just doing yeah. the whole thing. Someone goes, "Tell me about yourself," and I'm like, oh, "I need to say everything in one <laughs> sentence." <laughs> um, yeah. So the challenges, yeah. So I guess with challenges, it's 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 mental health. I think MRKH mm -hmm. is such a big complex. It's like complex layers of mental health and uh, identity, sex self-esteem and I think it all it all comes at different stages so like when I was 16 the challenges were being a girl in class about a period yeah. and trying to navigate your way through your pretend period <laughs> so that was that was almost um a bit of a challenge when I was younger I guess I guess society it, as well is a big part to play because you're told you should be this to be that when I guess that's why our online community is quite good is because it's just kind of raise awareness because when you're in school it's very much like oh you should be doing that you should be doing that and then you're teased if you're not but then I guess when yeah. you, you get older you realize that no doing this doesn't make you a woman like bleeding doesn't make you a woman or losing your virginity doesn't make you an adult like it's you know yeah you, yeah and yeah the whole um, myth of virginity and mm -hmm. hymens is all of all of that stuff like I a load of rubbish <laughs> yeah a load of rubbish um yeah so I think yeah like you're, you're so right in, I think society taught like I said earlier sort of taught taught me that I need to be this to be accepted within mm -hmm. a class and especially with like when you're younger and your self-esteem and, hor and hormonal mm -hmm. it's like all one big package of like like I don't know mess everything's <laughs> you know, a little more intense all just a bit of a mess I think <laughs> yeah and I think it's just just the thought at 16 of saying to someone I don't have a period or my vagina is underdeveloped so it, it I don't have a period even the thought of me telling anyone there was something wrong with my womb just made me feel so awkward and like cringed and like sick I was just like nah could never ever say this to anyone mm -hmm. Um, I know I've because that age, like even saying the word sex is like, oh my god, yeah. or like girls no, don't think... talk about masturbation, so that was like you couldn't really talk about that area, yeah. it's like this big secret this hole, new, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, literally this big secret hole about holes, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and I think, like I said, challenges were different in every sort of year of MRKH, so every year mm. I've had it or I've known about it since 16. 
has been yeah. a different challenge and it's from set and then I went through a process called vaginal dilating mm-hmm. um which is essentially yeah so because women of their market age are born with an underdeveloped or absent vagina you've basically got a little bit of tissue or or part of a vaginal canal mm. and it, it's the same as anyone without a market age we've just got the beginning bit we haven't got the end bit yeah <laughs> um so whatever however long your beginning part of your vagina is your opening you can essentially stretch that muscle into something that could be okay. called like a fully functioning vagina um so I yeah I think I started off fairly small and then just stretched it over time it only took me a few weeks and I think it helped with having sex as well I had I was actually having sex while I was dilating and it kind of and without that person knowing Mm. that they were helping me (laughs) um yeah so that that was a challenge in itself because I didn't speak to any friends about the fact that Mm. I was stretching my vagina because it was a bit awkward at that age Um, and yeah and and I think over time the challenges have just been disclosing and telling other people and Mm -hmm. took me years to finally feel like at peace with just saying I've got MRKH because I was so scared of Google and being the girl without a vagina because it's not technically true (laughs) um but yeah and then now yeah yeah I think now I'm 28 it's more infertility and and sort of the heartache of loss and and you start feeling different parts of Mm -hmm. it at different stages of your life um so yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit of a roller coaster <laughs> mm, yeah it's almost you're no different at all but then it's society like like we said before it's just you think you have to be this way but really this is what's good about that like, online is you know it's actually good to be different and there are so if you do want children there are so many other options yeah. to get to that place as well yeah so, yeah no definitely and that's and that's the beauty of it is I I grew up being so heartbroken that I couldn't get pregnant but the not that I'm like really old yet but <laughs> the older I've got the more I've realized that there's so many beautiful ways and different ways that people have children yeah. whether you're a gay couple a same-sex couple or you're single mm. you don't have eggs like there's so many different things mm. that people or reasons that people can't just have um children like naturally and that's one of my other yeah. biggest missions is just raising awareness of infertility and and like the stigma mm-hmm. around that and, and, yeah. and the assumption that every every woman or person with a womb or without a womb wants to be pregnant or mm-hmm. have a baby yeah, that's the other and, sometimes, thing. and there's lots of childless yeah. people by choice so it's <laughs> yeah a lot of things that people think oh you're not a woman and you haven't completed life until you've had a kid but what if yeah. you don't want a kid like same as buying yeah. a house so you've got buy a house mm-hmm. get married have kids <laughs> this house steps and then you probably do it and then you're like oh I don't feel any different maybe yeah, <laughs> then, then, yeah you've definitely got to think about what's right for you but yeah, yeah. and I think generationally mm-hmm. it's changing as well there's lots of mm-hmm. younger people sure. now who are seeing that that's not the end goal and maybe yeah. what their parents had had isn't necessarily the end goal um in life and yeah but I think there is to a certain extent I almost think society's made me someone that wants kids just because that's mm. how it is that women I've been thinking have this children. recently I'm like do I actually want them yeah. or is it just I'm being is told this is what I should do yeah from yeah. day one like you know you're playing with dollies and all this so yeah, yeah. so it's so true but I, I think deep down I know I do I've got like a big family and cousins yeah. and stuff so I think it would, but that's it would the good nice. thing though is that the people that are going through IVF or surrogacy, you know that kid is really, really wanted and it's going to be really, really loved. Yeah, so that is the good no. thing about, yeah, when people 
and it's really mm. exciting when I see we've got like a surrogacy page on Facebook and yeah. just seeing all like the success stories and positive like mm. posts about children born through surrogacy or people adopting it's just such a nice thing and to happen to someone to have a baby in a different way and it's it's actually exciting now I've got to the stage where it's still like challenging mentally to to know that I'm not mm-hmm. going to carry a child when you've got 10 pregnant friends <laughs> people all having kids at one time but I think I'm mm-hmm. genuinely like really excited about the alternative like journey to motherhood I guess that I'll take hopefully yeah. one day mm. Yeah, it's a little journey, isn't it? Um, so yeah, what obviously it's not very common, but what are some mis- common misconceptions when people do talk about MRKH? Um, um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. I think the the definitely I think I think definitely the meet the women born without a vagina because we mm. we did an article um, or I did an article for the Metro with a couple of us. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and luckily they let us choose the like the title of the article and it was Meet the Woman Born Without a Womb. But I remember mm. there was some, lots and lots of them online, so Women Born Without a Vagina, and it's almost a clickbait so that people go, yeah. oh, that's really interesting. And because most people think of vagina or vulva, they think we're like a barbie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it's, um, <laughs> yeah, and I think even, yeah, even my mum, um, when I was 16, 17, she said to the doctor, she, she hadn't Googled it or anything yet. She just found out that I, I had this thing called MRKH. And she even said, oh, mm. she got has she got a clitoris? And the doctor was like, of course she's got a bloody clitoris. She's got a vulva. And I think it just shows <laughs> that there's so much um, about what about what mm. a vagina is, what a vulva is. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's one thing. Because I think a lot of, I mean, some, some people with MRKH do say they haven't got a vagina. But personally, I have got a vagina. I just don't have a cervix, so it's almost like fused mm. at the top, um, and it's and yeah. it's the same as any other vagina. It's kind of it lubricates in the same way. It's sex is still enjoyable mm. in the same way. Um, so that's yeah, that's I guess yeah. for misconceptions. That's why like you're not enjoying it. Or that we are yeah. that we're. A... Mm. Yeah. No. Exactly. So yes, yeah, so I guess sex is sex is secondary to the whole vagina misconception is like that can we have orgasms mm-hmm. yes like absolutely because we've got clitoris we've got everything that um, yeah that's the other misconception helps, well that <laughs> contributes to an orgasm yeah exactly um mm-hmm. and I think yeah I, I think that's for misconceptions that's I think that's the main one because I think the rest the rest is just the society situation isn't it that women are supposed to be that all women can get yeah. pregnant no we can't we've got a womb so there's, all, there's all of that that comes mm-hmm. with it as well um so how did mrkh lead you to launching vava womb and your other account mind over mrkh um i think yeah so vava womb was was it started off as a like an event so we were going to do a big charity event in london we booked this big hall and in a in like a bar we were going to raise oh, money wow. for womb transplant uk um and fertility network mm. and just try and get like a lo- bunch of people together from different communities to try and come and in like a really social mm. environment have a big raffle have some like information tables didn't go ahead due to you know what um so yeah, <laughs> yeah and I think and that uh, it was yeah it was all I think it was at a time where I'd I'd started to become a bit of an advocate for MRKH and fertility mm. and the more I did that on my personal page the more I realised that there were so many things outside of MRKH, just sex or P 
periods or anything because I don't have a period but I've re- I've, just from looking at different pages there was so much stigma around periods and I'd I'd, mm-hmm. I'd hidden away from the conversation because I didn't have one but when you immerse yourself in that conversation you realize that there's there's work mm-hmm. to do like there's there's stigma to shake and all, all this sort of stuff yeah um so yeah so I when it was an event and then I just thought I'm just going to carry on this like community on Instagram and just see see what happens mm. with it and um so yeah I, I kind of Baba Womb for me is just a bit of a it's just there to raise awareness lots of friends that message me just saying oh can I share my story or I know that someone's got a story and I and I just see if they're ready to share it yet or or they open up to me about something and then later down the line they're, they're ready to sort of they go I want to share it like you have and I think it's 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 almost helping similar so similar to all the other pages I think they're all amazing because like pages like yours and and ones that started before Baba Womb have helped Mm. me grow like my own confidence and I think it's just like that domino effect yeah definitely the good side of social media (laughs) yeah yeah because there's 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 so many different like pages for different reasons or doing similar things and I think it's Mm. quite nice because every each one of us is giving each other, each other sort of confidence to talk more and tell your own story. And, yeah. and I think for me, that's where Baba Wound came from was that I've got, I had friends that have had miscarriages or that have had mm. ectopic pregnancies. I've got a trans uh, friend and it's, and it's just to tell their stories as well. And I think mm. that's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. And then, and then we just launched a bit of a, we have got my, my sister designed our logo. We just did a bit of a mm. store with our, we did a t-shirt campaign at the beginning um and just aiming to just carry on on the on the side of my day job like we were talking about earlier yeah um, so at the moment yeah. it's just it's just yeah it's just there to yeah shake up stigma tell stories to different people um and just and for me to research as well like you said I'm just constantly learning about new things and meeting mm-hmm. new people and hearing people's stories and just making talking about sex and pleasure and everything like that normal celebrating bodies mm. and all that lovely stuff it's a great community um, and then, yeah. <laughs> oh thank you I feel, I feel like you're like the the big sister community I love it it's like but yeah I, like I said all the different pages are almost we all help each other with all the content and mm, yeah it's definitely not a competition and, or anything is it it's more of like a no bounce off each other I, yeah. I feel like I just learn yeah I just learn from everyone because everyone's mm. everyone's got different things that they're researching and are really interested in um so a lot of yeah. stuff that you post about like pegging and all that stuff that I, I don't necessarily sit and <laughs> research because I'm not just doing yeah. like the sex positive stuff I'm I'm just yeah mm. just trying to look at as much stuff as I can <laughs> so I think you just learn from so many people um mm. on mind over mrkh I forgot about forgot about that one <laughs> yeah so mind mind over mrkh, MRKH is just a, a smaller page which is just dedicated to mrkh women um mm. or people with mrkh there's a ch- we've got a charity in the uk uh, mrkh connect so they're kind mm. of the main if you want to donate or anything you can donate to mrkh connect and they support um nice. everyone with mrkh but we wanted to just do a platform that was dedicated to things like sex and the stigmatized discussions and relationships mm. like cystitis utis stis all that sort of stuff so we just and it's it, there's no experts but it's just me and a few friends mm-hmm. um with mrkh so we met online and we just wanted to do something for the community so yeah no it's yeah it's 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 slowing yeah growing slowly but it's um it's it's Mm. for the community by the community if that makes sense so yeah and it must be great if someone's diagnosed with that and then they can go online and see oh I'm not the only one 
and hopefully from a younger age and see when you when you're struggling 15 16 that like my friends might think it's weird but actually it's not and it's normal and well there is no normal it's whatever you are and that's yeah yeah no I totally agree I think I think for me I'm trying it sounds really cringe but I saw this quote that was like just be the woman you needed when you were younger and I think for me when I was 16 Mm. this is what I needed I needed people to just be confident and talking about it and not everyone will talk about it openly because it's a really private thing Mm -hmm. but I've gone down that route and I feel like that's my calling (laughs) yeah and even if you can't talk about it if you can read up on it then that's great yeah if somebody can read what you've been putting up yeah exactly because one of the the biggest things is like navigating disclosing to others and because throughout your life you're going to have to tell not have to but tell different partners friends like work or when you're going to there's so many different stages and I think the more we normalize it yeah um, sure the better so yeah that's the Mm. that's the mission anyway Mm, (laughs) great do you think that um the raffle you'll kickstart that when everything's over if everything ends (laughs) corona wise the the event I'm really because that's what I really wanted to get into like big community events to sort of bring Mm. people together and we booked this really cool venue in London and it held like we had like 150 tickets on sale we were going to give like a big percentage to all the charities um to yeah. be honest, I was getting quite anxious about planning it, so I was almost relieved that I can give it a bit more time and let the <laughs> platform grow a little bit before trying yeah. to sell tickets or something. So I, like, I had like a hunt. Well, it was a re- I, I just started the Instagram page and then was trying to sell tickets to this huge event, and no one knew who the hell I was. So <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully at some point we'll try and do at the same venue. Um, yeah, yeah, and it will just yeah we had we we had like. Uh, a magician book so Catherine Mills this magician oh, was nice. going to come along and do like a bit of a show and just have like different performers but make it into mm-hmm. a bit of a community event as well so yeah at some point we'll definitely be doing um something and then we've got well the, vir- the virtual events we've got we've I've teamed up with a really cool um well friend now but we haven't actually met in person yet but she's a friend I've got of a friend. <laughs> I know that's so, so many people from online I'm like I've got a friend but I've never met them but they're still a friend um she's called Emily and she's the founder of Femi Femi Gammy and she does things like vulva origami um mm. and we held during lockdown we did two um vulva festivals so we're going to be doing them again soon we do things like musical clitoris we do clit clitoris and vulva doodles and I'm really into poetry um so I do a lot of um, like poetry about my vagina and life on my Instagram page (laughs) um so yeah I do I just hold little poetry workshop uh workshops related to like your body and um your vulva and things like that so we've got one of those coming up in a couple of weeks actually so keep you posted yeah definitely I'll share that so with the um, origami and doodles and stuff like that, do you have any other events coming up soon or in the works? Um, no, no, just the, well, hopefully we'll do the Vava Womb mm-hmm. party at some point and then just the nice. Vulva Festival. So we'll be posting about that soon. Um, nice. um, yeah, I'm doing some MRKH events with MRKH Connect. So hosting, mm-hmm. hosting a really similar one called the mrkh festival but again it's about vulva doodles and body positivity mm-hmm. and i'm always bringing in the poetry so i always do some poetry and writing workshops mm. um and then we yeah and we also recently launched the self-love club on facebook mm-hmm. which is just right <laughs> yeah thanks for being part of it it's just it's just a private group because i know that 
sometimes with Instagram you can't always sort of discuss stuff and talk about stuff mm. so hopefully it's for lockdown at the minute but hopefully after lockdown it can develop into something else just a general self-love mm. promoting yeah. space really it's a great idea we all need something to like keep us sane yeah at the moment. Exactly. yeah yeah um, so we have a question from a someone on Instagram and they said, do you know of any good support groups for MRKH? Yeah, do you know what? There's, since I, well, for 10 years, there's, it's been growing and growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And even before that, and I think there's so many now. Um, yeah, it's, it is amazing. So if, yeah, if whoever's from the UK, I actually am the admin of a, a UK WhatsApp group. There's about 50 of us in that group um it's a little bit more of a private space we've we've all met through like events and get-togethers I started doing Mm. MRKH get-togethers in London about a year ago and we started off as a small group going for dinner and then every time we've got a Facebook group group called MRKH London um and we just started to do big Mm. events we went to the Vagina Museum together um we've just been to loads of dinners we had a Christmas meal we did like secret Santas and then lockdown hit and we've we've tried to carry it on online but MRKH Connect Mm now doing the online virtual events for the this is for the mainly in the uk um and in europe actually mm-hmm. um but yeah there's a there's many charities so the beautiful you mrkh foundation is um one of the charities mm-hmm. in america but they do virtual events for globally um and then there's different platforms mm-hmm. there's global mrkh it's mrkh australia um and then mind over mrkh but mrkh connect have got a really cool right. website um, where you can you can basically yeah. go onto their website and you can log put yourself onto a map and then you can find other people with MRKH mm. near you so it's a really nice and they've got like a forum on oh, there that's as really well good. um yeah on Facebook there's a, a group with about 3,000 people on it and then there's all these other little groups um so yeah there's I always say it's, it's quite just a good community type in MRK, yeah it is it's an mm. amazing community they do so there's every, loads of us are doing so much and there's people that there's mm. a couple of girls who I'm friends with at 18 and they're sort of helping me host some of the events going forward and I just think there's advocates as young as 17 18 helping other people with MRKH and I think that's generationally it's just changing into people being yeah, so much getting better. yeah definitely but yeah mm. hashtag MRKH and Facebook search MRKH and genuinely you'll find so much stuff come up good Good. Um, and finally, what would your message be to those who have recently be, been diagnosed? Almost like a message to yourself, I guess, when you were younger. What would you tell yourself? Um, I remember you said you were going to ask this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, there's there's so much to say because I, I did, did this thing. I'm try, trying to write, bleh, trying to, I can't speak now, trying to write a letter <laughs> to your younger self. And I find it so hard. Yeah. There's so much my younger so much self. Tuesday, yeah <laughs> yeah there's so much like on my for me my younger self was just a bit of a mess and just going through mm-hmm. like into a, quite a dark hole of like depression when I was 17 18 and mm-hmm. and sort of scrambling out of that and 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 just getting like we're well, just getting better over time and still yeah. still struggling with anxiety now so I think for me it's just that one you really really aren't alone I guess that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest things um there's this whole thing around acceptance as well. And I think if someone doesn't love you for everything you are like inside and outside, mm-hmm. um, that they're really not worth it. And yes. there's, a, there's a lot. Like, there's, oh, we've got this Facebook group and there's some people posting on there about boyfriends or, or girlfriends, whoever they're with, not accepting them. And 
and not willing to be with them because they can't carry a child. I just think it's heartbreaking that it's horrific, yeah. yeah, there are just people out there that wouldn't just love you for who you are. So that's yeah, that's that's one piece of advice is that you like are so worth it, um, mm-hmm. and they're not worth it if, if they don't want to be with you. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and just and for me, just things like your physical, like limitations I guess I don't want to call them limitations but it's it's it doesn't make you any less and I think for me it's about being no womb and no less women no less woman um you are limitless like whatever your body can or cannot do it doesn't define like your worth as a person or as a woman if you if you're if you identify as a woman um and I guess yeah I think that's kind of it really I guess for me it's it doesn't mean it won't hurt like there's I promote so much positivity around MRKH and that all this self-love and like you'll find your worth but it does hurt as it is shit <laughs> there's like day-to-day MRKH is like a it's, a it's a challenge to get through it day-to-day yeah. um but one day it will become I guess like a beautiful part of you yeah. and yeah I think for me it's a bit it's a little bit like my superpower now just to try and go around and shaking up stigma and talking about things that people don't talk about um but it is like a big mix of grief and loss and it yeah. just fucks with your self-worth. Um, but yeah, don't give up and mm. better days are always coming and you've yeah, got this. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Because you also, there's a great quote that um, I think I found on your Instagram. We used it in our collaboration posts. It's like, there's no wrong way to have a body. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Like, that's it. Yeah, very true. Mm. I like, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the one of the main ones is that, whoever you are and whatever body you've got in whatever shape or form whether it's mrkh or anything else because there's so many like, everything yeah mrkh is one in five thousand but just as any human our bodies are all different as we've all got different faces different boobs different stomachs different vulvas mm-hmm. and that that's inside as well but i think the other thing is mrkh is invisible so it's hard to that's yeah. why disclosure is quite hard because if you have got something on your face or something physically mm-hmm. visible it's it's not easier to live uh, to disclose but it's it's almost easier to to for someone to realize it's mm-hmm. there but hard at the same time so there's no there's no comparison yeah. it's just it's just navigating mrkh as an invisible mm. condition is is one of the bigger challenges but we've spoken about the challenges already i'll shut up now i was gonna say also where can people find you again kind of covered it we've got to remind people just at the end so they can go and follow you straight away. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so my um, personal account, which I need to change because it's it sounds just a bit silly, but my full name's Ella May Fuller Love, but my personal account is at Ella M R K H Fuller Love, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've got too many Instagram accounts. And then my um, well, Vava Womb is at Vava Womb, and then mm-hmm. on there you'll see all the other things that I do as well so but yeah thank you so much no right yeah thank you so much for coming on and hopefully people will have learned something new yeah if they hadn't seen the post but yeah um yeah thank you for coming on I never know what to say at the end no I know no it's no it's thank you just for giving well mrkh this platform and me this platform and I love literally the best so thank you oh yeah we'll we'll definitely do some more collaborations and awareness soon yeah, 100%. Well, everybody, I'll see you next time and thank you for coming on. Bye. <laughs> Thanks.